Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! Welcome to CarCast. Before we get started, a word from our friends at Dodge. You know, Dodge was ranked number one for initial quality and best driver appeal for mass market brands by J.D. Power. It's the first U.S. brand ever to be ranked number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. So visit Dodge.com today. And of course, our friends at J.B. Weld, which is available at JBWeld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And remember, JB Weld epoxy products are proudly made in the USA. In this episode, we'll talk about electric supercars, but mainly we talk to Elio Castro Neves, the guy who just won the Indy 500 for the fourth for time. For the fourth time. Great interview. Amazing. Great guy. You guys are going to want to share this one. First, let me tell you about uh, BD Power TS Booster. Say goodbye to that dead, laggy, throttle pedal feeling. Nothing worse. Enjoy quicker engine response and acceleration with BD Power TS Booster. TS Booster amplifies the signal between the throttle pedal and the EMC for quicker reaction time, forcing your performance curve to occur sooner. And that's what you're looking for when you're talking about performance. Factory connections means uh, painless install. Gives you uh, six acceleration levels and uh, a security code as well. No need to program. TS Booster sophisticated AI does the work for you. Learning the appropriate settings for your particular application from your throttle input. So if you want to drive and you like a spirited drive and you want to get the most out of your performance car, car, might I suggest tsbooster.com and enter the code CARCAST for 50 bucks off your purchase. That is tsbooster.com, code CARCAST, get the 50 bucks off. Got to get it on the choice, but again, a mandate. Get it on. Welcome to CarCast, a very special CarCast. I'm Adam Carroll. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea over there. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Elio Castroneves is going to uh, join us on the program in about 15 minutes. Of course, he just won the Indy 500 for the fourth time. Yeah. So that's exciting. That really puts him in a very elite group. Yes, rarefied, uh, rarefied air, as they, and, uh, as they say. Uh, earlier this week, Goldberg and I also spoke with Simon Pagino, who's 37, and Elio's 46, and he said, Elio winning just secured 10 more years of me racing, because everyone keeps saying you're aging out of the sport, and now he feels like he's got at least 10 more years, because Elio did it. So check that out. It's a fun interview as well. Well, as long as uh, Elio can climb that fence like he, he does, he's <laughs> he's going to be around for a while because it's a little less racing the car and a little more. Wow, look at that guy scoot up that fence! Yeah, and that, some of I his team and the, he is. and the team owner climbed the fence, but uh, they didn't get as high up as he did. No, <laughs> no. So very exciting to talk to Elio again. Yeah. Also, an alum of uh, Dancing with the Stars. I can't remember who did better. I remember. I uh, anyway. <laughs> Probably Don't the athletes always win? Like whoever the athlete is? The athletes win, and I believe the athletes win because they're so competitive, not because they're athletes. Yeah. they Or that doesn't hurt, but what I mean is, is you know, the radio DJs and the soap opera stars and all that kind of stuff, they do 
85 minutes of rehearsal and they're like, yeah, let's head in. Right. Julianne Huff, who we both had the same partner. I was like, how long did you and Elio practice, you know, at the end as you're heading toward the finals? And she was like, 13 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, winning from championships and gold medals and then losing on Dancing of the Star, right? That's kind of the the point. I think Julianne Huff being cute may have helped. (laughs) May have helped. May have helped. (laughs) Because <laughs> there's probably a lot around, a lot of time just drinking Gatorade and talking strategy. Yeah, I was like talking game game film, yeah. watching the tapes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we got that uh, working for us today. So it'll be great to talk to Elio. And, yeah, uh, what a great uh, what a great win. All right, you want to take care of uh, Dodge, and then we'll get on yeah, with it? Yeah, let's do it. You know, Dodge has officially opened orders on their 2021 Durango SRT Hellcat. We drove it. We like it. It's the most powerful SUV ever zero to 60 in three and a half seconds it's exclusive for 2021 and they were only going to make 2000 but if you've got your order in those orders will be fulfilled it's got that new exterior styling and the new interior with the driver centric cockpit and all buyers of the hellcat will see a, a, fro, a full day of pro instruction at the radford racing school and as you guys know dodge is ranked number one for initial quality and best driver appeal for mass market brands by jd power it's the first U.S. brand ever to be ranked number one and quality in quality and appeal in the same year. So see your local Dodge dealer or visit Dodge.com today. Yeah, did you watch the uh, 500? I did. It was a it was a fantastic race. I'd love to get Elio's uh, uh, thoughts on it as well. But um, two uh, yellows, but overall, like the fastest race they've done, the average speed was 190 miles an hour, over 190, and they were hitting 240 out there wow and uh when i was talking to simon he was saying you know they can do all of the testing that they want but in the aero tunnels the wind tunnels they only go up to 200 so mm-hmm. beyond that it's it's seat of the pants feel like and there's a big difference between two and 240 believe it or not like it's it's pretty incredible unfortunately uh, our friend Graham Rahal ran into a little bit of an issue. He was actually doing very well, and his strategy on fuel had him at the front of the pack. He could have won this race just based on strategy if he pulled it off as a driver. Went into the pit, team knocked it out of the park, pulled out of the pit, something happened, the lug wasn't on right, his rear tire flew off, he hit the wall, he's okay, but just... So quick. Everything just happened so quickly. He just took off out of the pit. By the time he hammered down after pit row, that wheel just flew off. And he, man, talk about devastated. He and his whole team were devastated. But he'll be back. It was just sad to to see that. What do you do with the crew member who was on that corner? Well, here's the thing. Of course, uh, everybody's tweeting going, oh, that's the quickest way to get fired ever. But it's a mistake. And nobody feels worse on the planet on that Sunday than the tire guy, the one crew member. No, I. nobody feels worse, but nobody feels worse than the guy who was, had a few pops at the Christmas party and then ran over the kid on the way home in the rainstorm. It doesn't mean yeah. he gets off scot-free. Right. But, and although we don't know the details, if it was like a faulty gun or an issue with a part or whatever, it just could have been a mistake. Uh, but clearly, he didn't see the mistake, and they didn't hold up because the tire was on. The lug was on to some degree. Mm. He peeled out. He got out of pit row, and by the time he hit the first corner, putting, I guess, just spinning it or putting the the pressure on the lug back that nut off. And, man, they show that footage. just like tire off, boom, wall, boom, just fast. Hey, he's lucky in a sense that he was just getting up to speed. That's what I was saying, too. If that happened at 200 plus, I can't imagine if he was a bunch of laps into it. Well, a couple of things. Um, I don't know what speed he was going. He was getting up to speed, you know, maybe 90 miles an hour, 100 miles an hour. But big difference between that and 230 or 40. Even if he was halfway there, if he was at 150, that would have been a big difference. Right, right. Just... Uh, and, and you're right, it, it, because it happened quickly, he didn't quite have the speed. And coming out of pit row, he had a little bit of room around him. Mm-hmm. So although that tire flew, uh, again, the, those windscreens and the halo they have. Yeah, well, it's another thing, too, <laughs> is uh, the tire becomes a weapon at a certain point. Well, at any point, but especially if you get up over 200 miles an hour, that thing can get into the stands even. 
But uh, kind of makes you wonder, will they implement something? Because first things first, I'm surprised it doesn't happen all the time. I mean, yeah. the, the changes are so fast. You watch uh, F1. The changes are 1.3 seconds or something like that. I mean, it, it's, it, it seems like I think it's under two seconds in, in F1. Um, Indy may be a little it's bit like slower. Five seconds. Um, but either way, you're surprised that the amount of time this goes on per race, per car. Um, training. A lot of training put into it. With, with the amount of races that take place, you'd be – I'm surprised that this doesn't happen more often, but then here's the question. Are they going to implement, I mean, it's a safety issue, and it's bound to happen again. Are they going to implement some sort of technology that would indicate that the that the lug was torqued down or that the wheels were locked on? I mean, it's, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know how it works. I don't know if it just adds a second to every. You know, every pit stop for everyone universally, like it's it's kind of an interest. I mean, no one's getting out a lug, uh, no one's getting out a torque wrench, right? But is there some sensor or something that when if that thing's not properly seated or something, it doesn't let you yeah, take off? But here's my thought on it: is is we we think we hope everybody's doing a good job. Balancing the fine line between keeping it a competitive sport, a team sport, you know, with your pit crew versus safety. They want to make it safe, but at what point do you say, okay, well, then they all go 200 miles an hour and then they put fenders on their cars and, you know, like because it's a safety issue. It's like, you, you know, like at some point, the, the pit crew and what they're doing that they train for is as much a part of that team could make or break the race Uh, Mm -hmm. you know the difference between first second and third simon was half a second behind in third place Mm -hmm. half a second over the over the line and a quarter second between uh a polo in second place and Mm -hmm. first like Mm -hmm. you could have made or lost that easily in the pit right sure right yeah no i (laughs) i agree um i'm just i'm i'm curious I'm curious if it's a you know a mental error, pilot error, or it's an equipment situation. But it just seems like there's should be a safeguard for that, and it would be an equally distributed safeguard for every every team would have to have to implement. Yeah. It. and I don't know what there is to do. But anyway, I'm still surprised it's as rare as it is. But it yeah. definitely costs Graham maybe that race. Yeah, and this could have been a mechanical failure. This could have been something the gun, I don't know, clicked or something like if it was torqued down but it was too low or felt like it was too low or 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 whatever. That kind of stuff. Uh kind of here's a little bit of the footage. So, uh you know, peels out, exiting. Oh, we lost it. Oh, there it goes. Oh, uh, they're showing they're showing the slow-mo. There it goes. So right out yeah, he did not. He was not even close to up to speed. But if that thing had hung on for another five seconds, he would have been up to speed. Um, yeah. I, I but, didn't know. Um, <laughs> when did the windscreen come in? Uh, was that two years ago? Chris can find it. But it's just like a couple years. Uh, maybe they started doing it after um, Dan Weldon died, I believe. They oh, started really? thinking about it, like it was a plan was being put in place. I don't know if it was directly after Dan Welder, but I think that's what the timing is. Um, I, I could be wrong on that. I might be, but you know, everybody that started driving it and testing it, they're all fans of it. I mean, they're all you know the guys we talked to, Simon and Graham and stuff over the years, are saying, "Hey, if it makes it safer, it's fine because we get used to it very quickly. It's just we're we're fans of it. It's a little interesting to me that there's the divider in the middle, <laughs> but I guess if you're, I don't know, it seems a little distracting having the divider in the middle. Uh, you know, it's interesting for all all the years that uh, guys played football. Uh, they don't do it so much anymore, but for the first fifty years. They'd have the center bar, yeah. in their face mask, you know, and they'd be catching passes and running around and doing everything with that center bar. 
So it's not quite the same thing, but your your mind does adjust pretty quickly. Right, but the further away that center bar is, the more it's in your you know sight line and more distracting. Right on mm-hmm. the helmet, it's super close. So when it you know, I mean, you could see it, but it'd be- yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I don't. I've not sat in the cockpit. I've never heard anyone complain about it. And obviously, F one uses the Halo too. Yeah. Um, the screen was um, the change was made in two thousand twenty. So that's probably why I didn't see it. Or maybe this is the first year I've noticed it. Did they run it at Indy last year? Yeah, I was wondering. Did Simon when Simon won the Indy five hundred in twenty nineteen? Did he not have it? He didn't have it. This hmm. is this is. Um, for me, I saw it, and the way my brain works, I was like, oh, I've never seen that before. So it didn't feel like it had been going on for a few years. So yeah, I don't and, follow Indy and, that closely. And we just asked somebody about it. Maybe it was about a year ago, We, we or or they were just testing it. When, didn't we have Graham and Bobby Ray Hall here in the studio, and we asked about it? Well, find, they, a, yeah. uh, find an image of the 2020 with no one in the stands. Yeah, right? I mean, you know— uh, Simon Pagano 2019 IndyCar, and then you can, and uh, Sumo uh, t- uh, Sato, I'm sorry, uh, won 2020 Indy 500. God, that feels like it was like three days ago or something. I know, and there was no fans there, and now they got, you know, they did like 40% capacity, which means they filled most of the grandstands, but no infield. They didn't do an infield. So instead mm-hmm. of 280,000 people, there was like, I don't know, 180,000 people or something. Like 125, 140 or something like that. So yeah. he had it in 2020, which probably means 2020 was just such a bust. I didn't, I didn't notice it or follow it or watch it or something, but, uh, but probably not in 2019. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Pretty, uh, pretty, that, uh, pretty interesting. That James Dean transaxle. <laughs> spend more time talking about <laughs> that, thinking about than my kid's education. Honestly, <laughs> was uh, bought by the guy from uh, was it MythBusters? Ghost Adventures. Ghost, Ghost Adventures. Adventures. Sorry, uh, Zach Baggins. He he bought it to put it in his uh, museum of uh, of the haunted. Essentially, he, he thinks it's haunted. Well, I, I mean, I get the story on the car, but it's uh, it's, it's an it's, interesting piece. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because um, I would whenever I'd show it to somebody, it was in such a crazy, over-engineered steel powder-coated rolling rack that <laughs> people couldn't tell non-car people couldn't tell what it was. Yeah, they thought it was like the whole rear clip of a dune buggy or something, and I was like, no, it's just. It's just the transmission yeah. and the half shafts and the drums. Uh, I guess. All right. Well, we got Elio. So oh, we got Elio. I was going to hit this, but we can just bring him on. If you hit it, I'll tell you, you hit what. Your yeah. Spot, uh, bring Elio. Nowadays, cars are designed to keep you safe on the road, but are you providing the same protection for your co- your car off the road? That's where Empire Covers comes in. They're high quality, affordable covers engineered to protect against rain, UV rays, tree sap, pollen, pretty much anything that damages your vehicle's paint. And for premium protection, try American Armor Cover. They're proudly made in their Kentucky factory, and they have covers for RVs, boats, motorcycles, and more. All covers come with a free multi-year warranty, and our deal right now is an extra 15% off your entire order with promo code CARCAST. That's empirecovers.com slash CARCAST. Use promo code CARCAST. All right. Is uh, Elio, can you hear us? Loud and clear. There you go. Elio Castroneves, congratulations. Four-time Indy winner and in some really rarefied air with that. Uh, we watched your win, watched you climb the fence. So <laughs> it's so exciting to just... To, to see that expression of unbridled joy when you get out of the car, that feeling. I mean, and don't give me this birth of your kids crap. I got kids. Nothing's better than getting out of a car after you're winning a race. Am I right? No one ever climbed a fence because their wife shit out a kid. It's, it's an awesome feeling, Adam. Let me tell you. You know, just like the dancing with the stars feeling when you finish your dancing, right? You're like, ah, it's yeah. funny, I finished about nine weeks before you finished yours. <laughs> <laughs> but Adam, let me tell you, it was such an incredible experience. The fans, the everyone was super excited. Uh, man, I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. You know, it's absolutely an awesome dream. 
Just uh, what an amazing race we were talking earlier about. Just one of the fastest Indy 500s, 190 plus miles an hour average. I mean, hitting speeds of 240, uh, two yellows. Uh, luckily, uh, everyone uh, is is home safe, but uh, just just an exciting race. I mean, talk about the difference between first, second, third. We're talking fractions of a second. No, you're right. It was so close. In fact, um, I remember. I mean, obviously, I was there. But the point is that Pelou, uh, Alex Pelou, was so fast. I mean, on his own, I'm like, all right, I got to find a way here to pass this guy. The good news is my my uh, uh, AutoNation Series XM car was so good. I'm telling you, he it was almost like we were on rails. I could do whatever I want. Um, uh, and when I passed, obviously, I didn't have the same speed to keep stay on front. So basically, I was just like, no. Let me wait for the right opportunity. When I saw a bunch of tra- traffic coming, I'm like, that's my cue. All right. See you, buddy. Wow. And that was awesome. And that was great. So tell us about that, that last lap, that last pass. I mean, really, you're talking fractions of a second. And hey, you kind of had to p- position yourself to, you know, if, if you were in the front, there was a chance you would get past. So it was better to be Correct. right behind Pelosi. You could, you know, draft a little bit and be able to get around him. When do you know when the timing is right to make that pass? Well, uh, since I was about 20 laps to go, I noticed that uh, that's it. We didn't have to do any more pit stops. So I'm kind of like did a field passes uh, in the front straight away. That was way too early, but I just want to find out if in the case that we're going to have to battle for the last lap or the last corner, if I were able to pass him before the finish line. And I did. So I'm like, all right, cool. And uh, I'm just going to ride it here and wait for something happening, you know, and just take it easy. I knew it was some guys behind me, but I wasn't actually really worried because every time I kind of like, Slow down, play the game. You know, everybody's playing the game, but I was just playing the game, but we were a little bit faster. So I saw some couple of uh, back markets coming in front of us, um, and he was kind of like not so quick, but able to make some move. And um, and in the end, man, I was like, well, I, I, I kind of like noticed. I said, I got to make something like at least one lap. My goal was to go white flag, and uh, but because I saw the traffic, I went one lap early. How much of a mind shift is there from second place to first place in terms of when you're in second, you're looking at the guy who's leading the race and you're trying to find your opening and you're also Mm -hmm. trying to time your opening. Mm -hmm. Once you're in first place, are you just focused on what's ahead of you or how much your focus shifts to the guy in second place? Great question, by the way, Adam, because uh, this type of racing right now, um, it's not anymore how much you trim, how much you uh, make sure that you, you can stay on the lead. We produce so much drag, which makes any guy behind, you know, sucks in and make a move. Um, in this level of uh, competition, everybody's so close. However, um, when you're behind a guy, you basically – uh, trying to find the draft, you know, to, to, to pass just before the corner. And the guy leading the race, he's just trying to take that draft away, moving around to make sure that this guy have the hardest time. But, um, yeah, it, it, is, uh, it, 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 does, it, it does not give you the chance to just say, okay, focus on the front, don't look back, and, and not anymore. It's not like that. It, these days, Indianapolis, it's... It's a, it's a chess game. It's a very – you've got to really pick your point and your time to make sure you make a right move. How much moving – How much moving – Oh, got oh, a little technical, got a little technical thing. thing. We'll see if we can straighten we can that st- out. Um, um, I'll just spit I'll out just the, question. the question. How much moving around when you're in front that looks like blocking is really just trying to break the draft for the guy yeah. behind you? Yeah, that, that basically – I, in 2014, when I finished second to um, uh, Ryan Hunter Ray, um, I started going some, doing some things that lines that I never thought the car was possible to do it. And since then, we've seen, you know, people go from high line, go straight to the low line, and then go back to the high line. And as you mentioned, they were trying to break the draft. These cars are like uh, literally uh, uh, like jet, jet planes, you know, they, the wings are just the shape of a jet plane speed is not as, as the same as jet, but feels like it. And, uh, and now they're producing so much downforce 
that man, you can um, you can do a lot. Um, how it was two two forty seems extremely fast, uh, top speed. Maybe some of the fastest top speeds ever. Uh, I know they've been trying to limit limit it for safety. Um, can you speak to that? Is the windscreen adding more arrow to the car and creating a faster top end speed? And how do they how do they um, adjust that, or how do they limit that? Every time when you develop a car. Um, you think you, you're trying to develop the best at your, your uh, ability. Now, because the aero screen was an addition, um, it became, even that you go to the wind tunnel and you're trying to, you know, uh, move around, it's you adding something. The, the windscreen basically adds a little bit of a weight. So with the weight, um, you change a little bit of the, the center of gravity of the car. So the car is becoming the setup change too. So it's about 55 pounds, just the whole thing. And uh, when you're thinking about 55 pounds, it's not heavy, but for, for a race car, it's, 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 it's really, really tough. Um, now with the arrow, um, they were able to, this year was something very new that they did. The underwing of the car, they have a few diffusers, one called barge board in the front, and the other one is called strakes in the back. So now when the air from the front of the car with the aero screen become turbulence on top of the profile of the wing, the, the, the bottom of the car is making all the downforce. That's why this year was not only fast, but you saw a lot of passing in the back. You saw a lot of passing in the front. So there was people following a little more closer because, because you have a little more support in the car. And, uh, and my car was like that for sure. Are they, speaking of weight, are they weighing the drivers and adding weight? Is is every one of those cars, when it's fueled up with the driver in it, weighing exactly the same at the start of that race? Well, they don't do on the start. They do every practice. Well, if it's a weekend, right? They they started uh, 15 minutes after the first practice. And, and with that, they do a calculation with the uh, equipment that you have. And that's how they decide how much weight your car is going to get. So, about, but is each driver weighed? Each driver weight? Yes. Yeah. Do you weigh, do you weigh in like you weigh in on a heavyweight or sorry, a middleweight prize fight? Well, <laughs> because they do right after practice. So there is not much for you to, you know, like uh, lose weight or, or gain weight. You know, <laughs> what you're trying to do is it's be heavier so that uh, if you don't go in the bathroom, for example, you, you might gain one pound, you know, so that's good. <laughs> but, but, but you got to have a little bit of a, a five or, or seven pounds difference. Mm-hmm. It's not only it's, it's, it's three or four pounds not going to make a difference. You know, you need to be a little bit more so that you can change to the next level of weight. Is there uh, so you've joined a group of maybe three or four drivers? Four, uh, you're the fourth now with AJ Foyt, Al Unser, and Rick Mears, and now Ilio Castroneves. Four people ever wow. to win four times. Has anyone won five? No, no one's ever won five. Do you have oh. another one in you? Do you have another one in you? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? People are like, ah, oh, you're old. I mean, old? What are you talking about? I'm like as young as I could be. I have fun. I still enjoy what I do, and I and I do with passion. Now, I, I mentioned obviously when Tom Brady moved from uh, from uh, Patriots to uh, the Buccaneers, ended up winning the Super Bowl. Everybody calling that he's over. Phil Mickelson ended up winning the PGA. So, you know, people tend to put a label on you and just because, okay, now there's young kids and they're coming. Yes, it's going to change the generation. I, I get it, you know, but if I, if, if I feel that I get it, I still got it and go out there and work as hard as anybody, I guarantee I'm going to teach a lot of kids a few lessons, you know, so, um, and I think that Sunday was a, was a perfect example of that. You know, uh, this is also an incredible feat for uh, Meyer Shank Racing. They've been in racing yes. for a long time, uh, never reached the Indy 500 uh, uh, winner circle before. Something, I don't know, 35 years or something in racing. Now, they signed you, uh, I believe, to a six-race uh, deal at the beginning of the year, with the Indy 500 being one of them. 
Uh, boy, you showed them, huh? What a great investment on their part. Uh, are you still, have you added any races? Has anything changed or you're still on track with the original agreement? Look, I tell you what, with Mike, Mike is a, a guy from Ohio, super incredible. He, he, he's like me, passionate about racing. Love it. He, he gives, he puts everything, even mortgages house to make sure that the team keeps going. He keeps paying the employees and the mechanics, everything. So um, the last four years, um, they, he started coming to the, to the IndyCar and did one race. Next year, he did three. But then last year was the first time that they did the full-time season. And this year is the first time that they're going to have a two-car. You know? So he's really uh, progressing in a, in a I, I say in a conservative way, you know, he's not just going out there, but this is his first win. And um, so he, when, when we start discussing the contract and, um, and he's like, again, man, are you sure you still got it? You know, <laughs> you sure you, you have it? You know, I was like, Mike, all right, you know what? Let's do this thing. I'll give you two options of the contract. This is the normal contract that normal people do it, right? You pay me what I'm worth it. And this is other other contract. You pay me zero, right? However, when I win, you, <laughs> it's going to be much more than at this contract. All right? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, your choice. And I swear to God, Adam. I swear to God, I gave the choice. Right? No, so, I, you bet on yourself. And uh, I, but no, because because they they are like, are you sure? Are you sure? I, I'm so sure that this is it. You know, let's do it. And darn it, he didn't take the the, the one, the big one. You know, so yeah. it was a, it was funny, but it was. A, but I have to give credit to him. I have to give credit to Jim uh, Meyer and the entire group because they said, you know, this because of that, this guy got it, and they promised me, Elio, I'm going to give you a great car. And and I said, that's what I asked Mike because I'm going to fight. I'm, I promised him I'm going to fight, and hopefully that fight. We're going to come up with a win, and it's exactly what happened. Last question, shifting to dancing with the stars. (laughs) Um, So we were kind of talking before you came on. Matt said that uh, athletes seem to win all the time. You know, is that because they're athletic? And I said, no, I think it's more of a competitive mindset. And when uh, you won in 05, I think uh, I may have had your partner, Julian Huff, the next year. And so... I kept saying, how long did you and Elio practice at the end as you were getting into the finals? And she said, about 12, 13 hours a day. And I said, I think that's just because he had a crush on you. But she said, no, no, that's how that's what it takes. And I said, well, we're not doing more than 90 minutes, but but have a cigarette and a drink. Is that true? Were you guys practicing at the end on Dance with Star literally 12, 13 hours a day? As you know, I mean, Julianne is very talented and she is competitive as well. And she knows exactly what he needs to win. So the fun part of it, uh, I guess she noticed that I have some some rhythm. And she said, you know what? Let's not practice too much. So we're going to start with four hours a day. I'm like, what? Is that not too much? Four hours a day? I don't train. Like, mine is maximum two hours and that's it. No, no. We want to make sure that people see progression. And by the end, it was it was twelve hours. I mean, literally wow. eight o'clock in the morning. We were coming back in the hotel ten o'clock in the evening. It was uh, whew, it was um, a big one, but it was a lot of fun too. Well, winning Dancing with the Stars and winning the Indy Five Hundred four yeah. times. I don't know if you have more range than that in a in a lifetime. But winning for a fifth time, which I know you still got one more win in you. And then being the winningest driver of all time would be an amazing way to end a career. I, I know we're kind of running out of time, but also a congratulations on uh, 24 hours of Daytona, which you won this year as well with your team as well. So let's not forget that. Because, oh, wow. Because we're big fans of that as well. So I was just talking to your friend Simon Pagano this morning. By the way, he said one more lap he would have had you at Indy 500. One more lap he would have had you. And uh, I said you'd probably disagree. But I believe his team was second at 24 hours of Daytona. Uh, are you going to be doing some more sports car racing or the prototype racing? 
I would love, you know, I only did two, two races this year. <laughs> and I, I guess I'm betting a thousand right go. now. Both, you win so. Daytona and you win Indy. Not a bad uh, year so far. Well, I told them, give me Le Mans. Let me, let's go to Le Mans. Maybe <laughs> that's going to be another one, you know. But uh, I don't have any plan. I am doing SRX, which is a new series that Tony Stewart and uh, Ray Everham are doing. Uh, it's about six races and all the former champions together. It's like short tracks, dirt tracks. It's going to be kind of like fun. CBS uh, is going to oh, be. Oh, yeah. Good. I believe our, our buddy Willie T. Ribs is involved. Yeah. 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 He's a fun character. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to love him. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you've already done stuff with him. I think you guys filmed yeah. it or did some yeah. of it already. But You both speak yeah, with do. an accent, except for he's from here. Elio, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, congrats, uh, my friend. Hope to see you uh, in person real soon. You will. All the best, guys. All the best. Thank you. Elo Castroneves, uh, everybody. What an amazing run and what a nice guy. I just want to give a little more love to the Auto Nation and Sirius XM uh, with, and uh, Meyer Shank Racing. Those are the guys that really took a gamble and made this happen uh, with, with Elio. Yeah, and you can, uh, his website is eliocastroneves.com, or if you look at the top of my bio, eliocastroneves. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's spelled uh, with an E. Actually, All right. I think it's, it's Castroneves. It's with an O. It is. Oh, so it just spelled two different ways? Yes. Yeah, uh, is it A? Is it O? We should probably get that right. All right. Is it E? We'll, we'll try to figure it out. <laughs> I always sort of bet on the website, but. You never know around here. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you about J.B. Weld. DIYers and pros have trusted J.B. Weld for 50 years plus. Projects big and small, home and garage. The world's strongest bond. We're proud to have J.B. Weld epoxy adhesives as a sponsor. I personally know the owner. J.B. Welders are good people. DIY projects, auto, crafts, plumbing, uh, marine, and more. Use J.B. Weld on metal, wood, plastics, and uh, glass ceramics as well. I use it to fix uh, Sonny's shoe last year. Um, I've, well, I use it for everything around the house and uh, in the garage and the shop as well. Uh, JB Weld just acquired Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner. So if you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner has you covered. Right, Matt? Yeah, you know, JB Weld is available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, uh, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And remember, JB Weld epoxy products are proudly made in the USA. It's with an O. It's Castro Neves. All right. It's with an O. Oh, so the website <laughs> on my sheet is spelled wrong, right? Yeah. All right. Could happen to anyone, especially us. Uh, What was he driving at uh, Daytona 24? I think it was a prototype, but it was an Acura. Um, Wait, was it Acura? Yeah, it was Acura, and I'm pretty sure Simon said he was in the Cadillac. Mm. And and, uh, listen, it's funny because we obviously talk about the vintage race, and we talk about Lamar so much. Both of these guys just came off of Indy 500 podiums. And both of them, when I talked to them, I said, what would you really like to do? And Simon said the same thing, Lamar. I want to go back to Lamar because I think he's got a second place at Lamar. Mm-hmm. He'd like to go back. And if these guys drove these cars, the Acura prototype, the Cadillac, they could get a class and an overall win. And mm-hmm. that's what they want. They just want that. It's funny because all of these guys, you talk to them, they're like, yeah, yeah, we're driving Indy now, but... we're racing car drivers. You put us in the sports cars, you put us in Mm. the indie cars, you put us in whatever, and we just want to be able to, to drive it. And, and you're right. They're all so competitive. They're like, I want to win Le Mans. I want to win Daytona. But it, what a year for Elio. Two races wow. so far, 24 hours of Daytona and Indy 500. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, it's funny. I was watching that <laughs> reruns of that show, Autobiography or whatever it was about the, uh, haunted, uh, Cobra Daytona. Drove me nuts again when they showed the 24 hours of Daytona and they showed the NASCAR <laughs> race from the 90s <laughs> picture in there. Ugh. Stuff drives me nuts. Um, yeah, what a year. All right, uh, so far. We're still, we're still, um, you know, the, the, the day is young. We, who knows what the Ilio's gonna, gonna do even before the end of the year. Um, all right, so, 
other things to talk about. Uh, we got Porsche may build a small EV. We got the uh, Rimac. Well, the Rimac is interesting. We we showed the video. We talked about it before, and uh, the guy was testing the Rimac Concept One. That was the car that whatever twelve hundred something horsepower car that uh, unfortunately was very famously destroyed on Top Gear by Hammond. Mm, right. Um, you know, in the uh, in the electric car. Yeah. Uh, but the the this the concept two, which is going to be called the Nevera, yeah, Nevera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to these specs. This thing is absolutely insane. So obviously, it's it was all a, electric. It was a good looking car. It is, too. yeah. And this one looks pretty good. This has got mm-hmm. you know, it's it's uh, it's got a little bit more style to it. Obviously, they put a lot of effort into the aero and what they're doing mm-hmm. with the performance numbers, but. Mm-hmm. 1914 horsepower mm. 1740 pound feet of torque less torque yeah. there's four electric motors mm-hmm. and it's all wheel drive 0 to 60 1.85 seconds I'll play my mom who needs to <laughs> go what with all the traffic who? Why would you even need to do this? Just run into traffic. Uh, what are you doing? It's funny because we actually talked about that earlier. The week ago, I know people are going to say, "What do you need it for? Where are you going to do that?" Who cares? That's not what we do here on this show. But the interesting thing is, two hundred and fifty-eight mile an hour top speed, which we don't necessarily see a lot of that top speed. I don't know how they're doing it. Do they have a two-speed transmission, or are they just winding out the electric motors? You know, it makes you. You know, the first thing I heard was more horsepower than torque. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's marginal, 1700 versus 1900, but, or 1700 and change versus 1900. Either way, this is kind of the first time I heard more horsepower than torque. Yeah, like and, the Humvee EV is what, a thousand horsepower, but like 12,000 pounds of torque or 11,000 pounds that it equates to? Oh, well, whatever. I, I yeah. don't even know how to calculate things anymore. But um, what I'm saying is, is the golf cart is three horsepower and 58 foot pounds of torque or whatever yeah. it is. So it, you knock everyone off the back of the golf cart when you hit it. But the top speed's 27 miles an hour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and I mean, I, I know gearing and blah, blah, blah factors in. But what I'm saying is, is. It always seemed, uh, I used to say this about uh, Tesla, it seemed a little dubious that he was claiming the car could go to 250 miles an hour. But if you start tuning it so that it has more horsepower than torque, now it seems obtainable. Now I'm starting to believe it now. You know what I mean? And it kind of makes you wonder, is there like a a transmission, just a sort of a two-speed thing? Now there's a multiplier. Right. Yeah, so it, it, it seems like to get to 250, and again, we're just passing this through the old car guy brain, but it would seem like to get to 250, you would need an overdrive or some right. gearing change yeah, that I, took place after 175 or something. I, I, uh, on the other hand, um, electric motors can spool up to 100,000 RPM or something crazy, you know, so maybe it's just unlimited RPMs. That may be how they're doing it, but he also brought it out to uh, the quarter mile, and it's funny. It just seemed like in the 90s, guys running like Grand Nationals and muscle cars and Fox Body Mustangs, they're going full tube frame chassis and trying to break into the nine-second range, and now we have SUVs from the factory that run 11s. They ran 8.6 seconds in the quarter mile. Wow. <laughs> Eight and a half seconds in the quarter mile in a showroom stock. Showroom stock, but it's $2.4 million. So. Right. <laughs> but no uh, no one had to hold their ears when uh, they took off from yeah, the Yeah, and I think line. he just did it in the car. Like, I don't think it was all dressed up with roll cages and all this other stuff. The last video that he was testing it, and he ran 2.50 to 60, he was wearing jeans and a T-shirt. They didn't even put a helmet on. He's like, oh, I'm just going to run the car straight. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Ab- where what? Where's this out of? Where's this company out uh, of? You know, that's a, that's a good question. England? Um, he's, he's not. Sweden? I don't think he's... 
I'll let you. English. I'll let you check into that. Let me hit uh, McGuire's over here. Over the past few years, McGuire's launched the next generation of protective products, specifically geared toward DIYers. Hybrid ceramic spray wax, bright blue bottle, advanced SiO2 hybrid technology delivers ceramic wax protection and durability beyond traditional wax. Um, oh, it's Croatia. Croatia. McGuire's hybrid ceramic liquid wax, long-lasting ceramic protection, and an easy-to-use wax hybrid ceramic spray detailer for the in-between boosts at uh, boost maintenance, I should say, removes dust, fingerprints, and bird droppings. Also smells good. Um, this year, they've expanded to include their new hybrid ceramic wash and wax, bright orange bottle, unique Two liquid system together in one bucket. Meguiar's has a hybrid ceramic solution for everyone. So uh, if you're in your car like we're into our cars, definitely go get yourself some uh, Meguiar's. And um, ceramic wax, it's made easy with the great Meguiar's. So uh, Croatia. Croatia, yeah. He's, uh, uh, his investors, big investors, I believe, are Porsche and mm-hmm. Hyundai. They each own... Uh, a share of it, but just an incredible amount of, of technology being poured into this. I don't know if any of that technology is going to be shared among those companies. I think he was kind of saying no. That's kind of the idea is to be independent. But speaking of EVs, you know, um, Porsche's uh, EV platform that the all-electric uh, Taycan is on and the new um, – the Porsche Macan, the SUV, is going to be on a smaller SUV or a smaller EV platform shared with Audi. So now Porsche is saying – they could do a small car. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, not BMW i3-ish, but maybe BMW i4 mm-hmm. size. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I assume uh, a, a sports car of some sort, if they have the Porsche Macan EV, mm-hmm. maybe something Boxster or Cayman-ish as, as an all-electric. I car. wonder what the uh, price point would be. We're looking at pictures of it. It looks real good. I mean, it looks like a smaller Macan, right? Yeah, well, that could just be, uh, I'm sorry, the Taycan. I, oh, sorry, I think Taycan. that might just be the Taycan. I don't know. Yeah, that's the Taycan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, Rhino. Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. You're getting there, Ryan. Don't worry about that, it. That's yeah. me going, wow, that's a lot of cars. Yeah, it looks for, like a little. Yeah. For an affordable price, that yeah. thing looks good. It looks <laughs> as good as the Taycan. <laughs> it looks, really, it looks very much like the Taycan. It is the Taycan. But I just kind of wonder, like, what does this start to do to the performance brand? I mean, we don't really have much of a choice. We have to put go in that direction. Ferrari as well. I mean, you know, Lamborghini, everybody's going to some sort of hybrid or EV solution. So, I mean... I think it'll help sales. It'll help their emissions goals, but I don't know. Um, Well, let me tell you about – we'll tell you about a road trip we took to uh, Indy with the great (laughs) Willie T. Ribs and his son, Theo. Yeah. Uh, First, let me tell you about uh, Geico, and we'll get into it. Do you own? Do you rent? Yeah, you own or you rent. And then there is uh, your automotive policy. Get your bundle working with uh, Geico. Take your automotive and your renter's insurance or your homeowner's insurance and uh, put it together with their friends, uh, bundle it up with Geico. Speaking of uh, that, yeah, our road trip story. We, uh, we were at Indy. We were hanging with Willie. That's right. We were going to screen uh, Uppity the night before, mm-hmm. and then we were going to leave the hotel in this caravan, get a police escort with a bunch of cars. Right. And uh, Willie in the SUV, by the way, he's a trip. Like, literally, like we had dinner with him, I believe, the night before. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a storyteller. Oh, I'm yeah. You, he's he's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, my first time at Indy, and we're getting in this caravan, this nice police escort, and you see the lines of people just trying to get in. I don't know how or what's going on with the driver, but we lost we lost the caravan. Yeah, it, it, it was sort of a cluster F from the beginning. I think at some point, like, the cop took off and everyone was supposed to follow I, them, but I nobody can't. really Maybe he didn't realize them. the caravan was as long as it was. We, yeah. we need some walkie-talkies or something. Maybe a little more planning with the police caravan. I feel, I feel like every funeral can get it. You know, that can... <laughs> I, I, think, I think the disconnect with the caravan was they had a cop escort in front. They needed one in back. Yeah. And the problem is once there was the break, we got broken off. And then 
we just joined the throng of unwashed masses of 350,000 people trying to get into one stadium. <laughs> yeah. And so Willie was hanging his head out, yelling, it's Willie T. Ribs, you know, like <laughs> out of the way. And uh, eventually we carved our way into the inner sanctum of yeah. the Indy 500. I don't remember if we switched cars at one point when we got to the say we had to like get to the infield and mm-hmm. it was it was an issue it is really whether you like motorsports or not it's a real bucket list item getting to indy it's yeah. the, you've never you've never experienced more pageantry i mean you're talking like 250 or something like 280,000 people that show up like all over the infield and in the stands and stuff it was such an incredible thing to see and even now this this you know a few days ago uh the limited capacity was still the largest i believe the largest public event sporting event in the world since the pandemic yep so go to indy <laughs> and go to geico.com get a quote and see just how much you could save geico makes it easy go to geico and get your bundle going today all right, let's see. You can go to adamcarolla.com for all the live shows because I'm traveling the country doing stand-up and live podcasts, and you guys can all come out and rejoin society with me. Um, again, adamcarolla.com, and you can check out our Pluto TV channel. I think it's 687. We have our chassis stuff there. Lots of car racing. Lots of good content coming up. What do you got, Matt? Uh, come see uh, Goldberg and I. We're going to Barrett-Jackson in Vegas, June uh, 17th through 19th. Go to drinkbravago.com. That's our new drink. Uh, you can sign up there and come have a drink with us. We're going to be doing some – we'll let you know exactly where and what time. At the event. So until next time, Adam Carolla for Elio Castroneves and Matt the Motorator D'Andrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey, movie lovers, who needs a theater when you have Pluto TV? Grab your popcorn and your streaming device because free movies are here. Pluto TV is your home for movies. Great movies are playing anytime in over 20 exclusive movie channels of action, horror, rom-coms, and more. Watch hits like Saving Private Ryan, Pretty in Pink, and Charlie's Angels all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting, you want to save some money? How about you bundle? Bundle your policies at GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at GEICO. That is GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com.